you helped design how astronauts would stay alive and comfortable while working on the moon. Science is something you test, you experiment, you get results, and that you know, modifies the way we look at the world. Where did all of this stuff come from? How did it form? What was the process? Does it happen all the time across the universe? Or are we somehow unique or at least unusual? What does it all mean? I'm Katie Atkinson, and this is NASA Explorers Apollo, an audio series where we tell stories about past, present, and future lunar science. Lunar science runs in the family for the Petros. In this episode of NASA Explorers Apollo, lunar scientist Noah Petro interviews his father Dennis, who was an engineer for the Apollo program. The moon is a really interesting place because we've been there. There are 12 sets of boot prints on the ground and you helped get them there. My name is Noah Petro, and I am the project scientist for the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter and a lunar scientist. My name is Dennis Petro. I worked on the Apollo program as an engineer. You talk about families that pass down a business from generation to generation. We're in the moon business. Petros are in the moon business, and so that's what got passed down. Let's walk through July 20th, 1969, and where were you, and how did it feel to have had that experience saying, I built this thing, and it's working on the moon. Did you watch it with a different eye than anyone else because of your uh, awareness of how dangerous the whole thing was? It was an incredible sense of accomplishment in a certain way, because this was something that's kind of hard to do when you think about it. I had been involved in what are those factors that could actually cause them not to get to the moon. And I'm sitting there saying, damn, there they are. They're sitting on the moon. <laughs> Dennis was involved with a crucial aspect of the moon landing, the astronaut suits. He was involved with testing the oxygen system for the astronauts' backpacks. The initial designs had all been finalized, but they were in the testing phase. In my part of the program, it was like, well, how much oxygen do you need? How much of these other things? How many BTUs or calories are these astronauts going to need? You helped design how astronauts would stay alive and comfortable while working on the moon. R well, right. The object was to humanize it because you can do all the technical stuff about, well, they're going to be there for a day and a half and they're supposed to do this and the other thing, but can they actually do that and survive? I don't know if you remember going to the Cradle of Aviation Museum in Bethpage and seeing your, your portable life support system that you made. And I think the, the story you told me at the time was that there are the big sheets of metal that held it all together and you got to sign your name to yes. them. Is that right? Right. That was a no-no because it was in a clean room kind of concept. But if you went in there with a scribe, you know, a stainless steel scribe, you could write your name on something that would be left on the moon. If you look at you know, the picture of the backpack, you'll see that flat surface. And that was a heat exchanger. But it was also a flat piece of stainless steel, <laughs> very amenable to people writing on it. When I look at any of the pictures of the Apollo landing sites, you can see those backpacks. Yeah. You can see the 12 portable life support systems sitting on the surface 50 years later that, uh, you know, someday we go back and we, we crack one of those things open, things there's going to be Dennis Petro signed on it. Look at the graffiti. 
and I'm probably one of the few people that has that very personal connection when I see those, those landing sites that I can have that personal emotional response to it as opposed to just a purely, wow, it's a you know, great exploration site. There's something there that's very tangible to me, very close to me uh, and very real because I know the person who built it and what it took to get that there. I think early on you had an interest and curiosity about the whole universe. You know, your passion for, for science and learning was clearly passed on to me. And, and one of the things that most influenced me was when we would do, when we go to the Air and Space Museum or the Cradle of Aviation. And to me, that opened up this mindset that, okay, exploration of space, exploration of the moon, most importantly, is a real thing. Not just yes that it happened, but that there were people behind it and that you were behind it. You and I would take road trips and a lot through the, the US Southwest, and it's no mystery why particularly Apollo astronauts trained in the desert Southwest, because it's a barren landscape, much like the moon, but the geology is really awesome. And, and, and it's a great place to fall in love with studying the earth or studying planets, is seeing it laid out in front of you. These environments are telling us something about how the planet works and, and that connection between something real, tangible, touching a rock on the earth or sending people to the moon and doing the same exact thing was very impactful and got me here today. NOAA has a real, really, I think, a real concrete uh, awareness about the reality of science. Science is something you test, you do experiments, you get results, and that you know modifies the way we look at the world. For me, I'm very proud of him as far as carrying the flag. And, and when you look at the Apollo program and look what they did, you know we sent 12 of the most highly programmed computers, humans, to the moon. They was all tremendously successful. And, you know, within four years, we had gone from never having sent humans to the moon to having people living on the moon for three days, driving around and doing real hardcore field geology. Um, but it took engineering to make it happen. I hope that people, when they look at Apollo and they look at the, the films, the movies, the pictures, it's not just, okay, there's Buzz Aldrin sitting on the surface of the moon, oh my goodness, that's impressive. But there's also 400,000 people behind the scenes who, who made that moment happen, and that's important. 50 years after the historic moon landing, Noah is continuing his father's legacy, contributing to the lunar science they both love. The Petro family's connection to the moon is just one example of the huge impact that the Apollo 11 mission left behind. We asked you to help NASA tell the story of Apollo. Hundreds of people answered, from all over the world. Here's what Jenny from Kentucky remembers. Hi, NASA. It's me, Ginny. You know, 50 years later, I got in such trouble after the moon landing. So here's what happened. The morning after, my brothers, Bucky and Monty, and my next door neighbor, Melissa, and our friend, Reedy, and I decided to celebrate with a lemonade stand. We used up all of my grandmother's 
aluminum foil to make space helmets. And then we uh, made lemonade and Kool-Aid using all of my grandmother's sugar. And um, we set up our stand on the side of the road and we uh, we called it homemade, moonmade, lemonade and Kool-Aid. And we thought we were just the best and the smartest kids on the whole planet Earth until my grandmother got home and my goodness she was not happy we had used all of her precious aluminum and all of her precious sugar and goodness knows how many lemons and you know those little packets of kool-aid that were just stashed for special occasions i don't reckon i sat down for a week i love this memory of the moon landing so much and every year when this comes up I think of it as the homemade moon made lemonade and Kool-Aid and just I cheers all of my little friends who helped me make it happen so happy 50th NASA love you Jenny thanks Jenny for sharing that story with us what do you remember about the moon landing or What space exploration do you hope to see in your lifetime? We want to hear your Apollo story. Visit nasa.gov slash Apollo stories to learn more. The NASA Explorers Apollo team includes Michaela Sosby, Haley Reed, and Katie Atkinson, with music by Daniel Whitanis and Lee Rosevere. If you like this NASA Explorer series, leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Very good.